This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with former Iowa State baseball player and men's basketball staff member, Nate Lenzer. Recently, Lenzer was named as the first head coach of the new Windy City Bulls, NBA D-League franchise. Lenzer continues his work under Fred Hoiberg, and like the mayor, his roots to Iowa State run deep. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Nate Lenzer. Nate, congratulations on your new opportunity uh, with the Windy City Bulls as the head coach. That had to be really, really exciting for you to uh, to get this chance to, to be a head coach at such a high level. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, John. Miss you. Miss all the great people at Iowa State. So it's always a pleasure to, to talk to you and to talk to any of our fans. You know, at the end of the day, I'm always a cyclone and uh, never stray too far away. But uh, with that being said, it's been a crazy couple of years. Obviously, getting the opportunity to work at Iowa State two years ago for those two two special years in Fred's last two years, and then getting the opportunity last year to coach with the Chicago Bulls, which was a team that I grew up following. I, like most Iowans, you know, kind of a melting pot. We pick our own professional sports team, and my dad being from Illinois, he was a lifelong Bulls fan, and I and I tailed along so getting the chance to coach at my alma mater at Iowa State was an amazing experience for me and then getting the chance to coach for my favorite professional team last year the Chicago Bulls was a huge deal for me as well with the Windy City Bulls starting this year in their inaugural season I think the organization obviously wanted someone who would provide somewhat of a stability for our players if they were sent on any sort of assignment with us and uh, obviously with my knowledge of Coach Hoiberg's system, working with them the last three years, and also the familiarity with uh, with our roster, it just seemed like a perfect fit for both sides. Personally, it, it's an unbelievable opportunity for me to obviously grow in my role. I enjoyed doing the video stuff uh, the last few years, and actually Fred gave me a, a very big role in which I never felt like I technically had a title. Uh, he always he leaned on me in a lot of different ways, so that was exciting for me. But, but getting the opportunity to, to grow personally and professionally as well is just an opportunity that uh, that I'm really looking forward to. Well, Nate, you play baseball at Iowa State, and I'd love it if you could just take us back to from your graduation, kind of how you ended up in coaching, because I know you've had various stops along the way, high school, colleges, and now professionally. It's really kind of an interesting route that you've taken, but can you kind of take us through the, the timeline? I'll be entering my 16th year of, of coaching basketball this year. My progression has not necessarily been linear. It's kind of followed, I think, in, in a lot of ways, most people's lives. You know, there might be some twists and turns, ups and downs, and, and all sorts of things. So I've had some unbelievable experiences along the way. I actually started uh, my first coaching job. I was still going to school at Iowa State, and uh, in the summertime, I went back to Cedar Falls, and I coached two years as an assistant freshman and assistant sophomore baseball coach at Cedar Falls High School. Then the next three years, I was a head varsity baseball coach at NU High in Cedar Falls, which was actually my alma mater, and you hit on that I was a baseball player at Iowa State, so I was a coach, but I was also my fourth year at Iowa State. I was asked to be a walk-on for the uh, Iowa State team really as the season started, so it was kind of a crazy deal for me. My fourth year at Iowa State in the spring, I was doing classes, playing baseball for Iowa State, and doing pitchers and catchers uh, with my uh, with my team back in Cedar Falls in my spare time. So I started doing a lot of baseball at first. That led me into some basketball. My first basketball coaching job. I was a head coach uh, at Northern University High School, home of famous Iowa State alum 
Mike Green, um, <laughs> following in his footsteps. So I got to coach at my uh, my alma mater at 21. Uh, I had done baseball two years before, and then it kind of led into doing a baseball and basketball. From there, there it talked about shutting down the lab school, which is NU High, with some budget cuts with the University of Northern Iowa. So I uh, I moved back to Ames when I graduated, and I taught elementary PE in Ames, and I was an assistant for two years. While I was at Ames High my first year, I actually coached Steve Barnes's son, Josh Barnes, and Steve was uh, Larry Eustachie's associate head coach. So there was a familiarity with Coach Eustachie from his tenure at Iowa State, and then getting a direct relationship with Coach Barnes kind of planted a seed for later. I also, ironically, coached a freshman at that time named Austin Arnod, which a lot of Iowa State fans will remember as well. So I had a great experience at Ames, coached there for two years. And then when Coach Eustachie got the job at Southern Miss, I had a relationship with him and Coach Barnes like we had talked about, and I went down there essentially on my own, worked camps over the summer, and then he hired me as an operations guy. Then from there, we actually had an assistant leave mid-season. We were about to play LSU, and they had Big Baby and Brandon Bass. Coach Eustachie elevated me into an assistant role at Southern Miss. I stayed on his staff as an assistant, and I was a part of his staff for six years. After that, I missed Iowa, missed home, went back uh, and actually was up in Spirit Lake, Iowa, and coached for three years up there, did basketball, helped out with football, did even some girls' golf, and had a good time up there. It was good to reconnect with some family. I was lucky enough to actually meet my wife while I was up there, so things happened for a reason, so... I was very, very lucky, very blessed. Uh, she was doing some vacationing up in the Okaboji area, and, and I married my wife, Jackie. Spent a few years up there, and then there was an opportunity on Fred's staff. Uh, I had an opportunity, or I had known Fred for, for a little while. Uh, my first teaching job, actually, in Ames, when I was teaching elementary PE, Karen Hoiberg was in her last year of teaching, so kind of a crazy deal that we, we had crossed paths there. Then, actually, when Fred was even with the Timberwolves, there's a couple summers he came back and I was in Ames and we played some pickup ball together. So there was a, we got to where we knew each other. And then actually when I was down at Southern Miss, one of my, one of my best friends, Brian Hagen was working for the New Orleans Hornets at the time. He's a Iowa State alum and former Tim Floyd and Larry Eustachie manager who's now assistant GM with the Chicago Bulls. We were down in New Orleans and Fred was working in the front office for Minnesota and we spent some time together down there as well. So, when there was an opportunity on Fred's staff, I jumped at it and went back to school as a 34-year-old GA with some decent experiences, obviously. I, I had wanted to get my master's, so it was just a win-win situation all the way around. Fred never really treated me like a graduate assistant, in my opinion. It was actually just a great thrill to be a part of that Sweet 16 team. Uh, my folks have had season basketball tickets at Iowa State since 86. They've had season football tickets, the same seat since the stadium's been open. So I've grown up a cyclone my whole life. Getting that opportunity to walk out on that floor at Hilton that that year was just something that I will uh, that I will never forget. And it was something that I was uh, very pleased to be able to share with my parents. Then the next year was a great deal. Fred elevated me to director of player development, and then he uh, took me with him to Chicago last year. So this is where we sit, long and winding road. I feel very lucky. Not many people have got to coach at their high school, their college, and their pro team. It's come at a price. I've had to work very, very hard, and like I said, not very linear. There's been some twists and turns, and you know, I've had a lot of timing. I had a lot of luck along the way, and I'm just excited with my next challenge. But but don't worry, I always have my uh, 
my eye back on what's going on in Ames, and that'll never change. What's going to be unique about coaching in the D-League, in your opinion? It's a, it's a new situation for, for our Bulls franchise, obviously. So that's kind of, in and of itself, it adds a, a new element that's exciting for our organization. Obviously, it's new to me. I've, I've had my eye on the D-League for a while. I mean, you're in basketball, you're in coaching. I've had other players that I coached at Southern Miss play in the D-League. So I I was familiar with it, but it, it's not something that I spent a lot of time dealing with. I watched how the Iowa Energy kind of blossomed. I think the D-League as a whole has changed, continues to add and grow. I think the level of play continues to get better and better. We're up to 22 teams in the D-League, three expansion teams, our team being one of them. I think we're only a few years away from each team having their own affiliate. In, in other words, going 30 to 30. I'm looking forward to, you know, the challenge of, of obviously getting my own team, my own opportunity to be a head coach, to to draw on the things that I've learned from Coach Hoiberg and, and Coach Eustachie and, and other coaches that I've had along the way. So I have a lot of college in me, so I have a lot of familiarity with a lot of these these college players, kind of in that in-between stage. You know, they're, they're, they're playing differently. They're in a professional but they haven't quite you know made that next jump obviously into the the nba so i kind of appreciate where they're at they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulders to continue to get better and i look forward to working with them and helping them reach their goals i I like the idea in general of just developing players so the fact that it's called the developmental league i think is up my alley as well at the end of the day coaching is coaching Um, no matter what level i've ever been at I've made that job, that opportunity, that situation the most important part of my journey and path. I want to make the most of this situation, and, and wherever it leads to, it's going to be an awesome experience for myself and our team. Well, I would think it's right down your alley to connect with these players because you mentioned kind of the non-linear path you've taken to the position you're in. Well, a lot of these guys are doing the exact same thing. I mean, these, you know, I think of guys like Chris Babb and Deontay Garrett who played at Iowa State and then you know, took advantage of playing in the D-League to get an opportunity in the NBA and made the most of that opportunity. And I would imagine for someone who's worked as hard as you have to arrive where you have today, it's going to be very rewarding for you when you can say to a player, hey, guess what, or your contract's been picked up by the, the Chicago Bulls or by, by another franchise. I mean, that's going to have to be a tremendous feeling for you. Well, I think there's two parts that, that I'm – kind of excited about one you know i hadn't been in the nba until last year so i that was my first time experience in the 82 game season getting to see an appreciation of what it takes to be a professional to play a 48 minute game to travel from tip to tip going from portland to new york to miami all over the country and and play a more rigorous schedule than than college. I mean, college is, in general, it's a two-game week. Well, this is like going to the Diamond Head Classic, but doing it the whole season. You know, you've got three to five games every week. You're going all over the place, and attention to detail and how much these guys have to take care of their bodies and, and the demands that are put on them was was remarkable to see. So from that standpoint, I look forward to teaching these guys that are in this transition phase what, what they're really going to have to do because I think there's a misconception of what the D-League is and what the NBA is and how, how difficult it is. I think there's givers and takers in life just in general. I think there's givers and takers as coaches. A lot of people have given to me in my coaching profession, given me opportunities and given me breaks. And I'm just the type that, that wants to give back to, to my players and, and my coaching staff as well. And Hopefully it leads to uh, great opportunities for them. At the end of the day, that's 
that's that's why that's what makes me tick. I mean, the wins and losses will fall into place and things like that, but helping those players meet some of their goals. When I was teaching, it was the same way, and when I'm coaching, it's going to be the same way as well. And helping your good friend Fred Flayberg too by providing him players as needed and and continuing to develop guys in the Bulls organization. How unique is it and how special is it for you to get your first head coaching opportunity under somebody who you respect so much? I mean, it means the world to me. We all know how good he is offensively. He's the best offensive mind by far I've ever been around and, and in my opinion, one of the best in the world. But the way he treats people, the relationships he has with his coworkers, with his players, the way he's treated myself, my wife, my daughter, it means a lot to be around him like I have the last three years. Even though I won't be with them day to day, which will be which will be a transition for me, and which will be a little bit difficult, but the fact that if we send one of our players that's out of the rotation for whatever reason up the road to play for us in Hoffman Estate for the Windy City Bulls, that he's got a certain level of comfort to know that hey, his guys are going to be taken care of, they're going to be developed, they're going to get the game action that they need to keep them fresh and ready. Terminology is going to be the same. The same values and the principles are going to be the same, and I can essentially still help him in a different capacity. I wasn't necessarily looking to leave his side in any way, shape, or form. I just look at this as a another way that I can be a tool and an asset to him, and I look forward to helping him in any way I can. All right, Nate, I want to wrap it up with this because I always enjoyed um, the bus rides to games or to practice you sharing some of your cyclone memories because, as you mentioned, you're a diehard Iowa Stater. So just give me your favorite football and basketball memory as a kid. I'm not talking about when you were part of the coaching staff. I'm talking about as a kid growing up as a cyclone fan. Give me your top football and your top basketball memory. Only one? No. We'll do do football. Football Football is pretty easy. So, God, it really isn't that easy now that I think about it. Okay, so I'm going to... When I grew up, obviously my whole life was spent driving from Cedar Falls on Saturdays, going and sitting with my folks. So we were in the midst of the winning streak with Iowa, or the losing streak from our standpoint, and we had not, I mean, I I had never seen Iowa State beat Iowa in football. I go over to Kinnick, I have tickets for that game. Actually, one of my high school teammates is a walk-on tight end uh, at Iowa. I actually went in the Iowa locker room with him the night before, and I'm, like, trying to put on a happy face, and, like, this is cool, and really I was, just, I was miserable the whole time. But I sat there. I don't, what what were we? Were we 28-point underdogs the day we broke Above. the streak in, in Iowa City? So I was there that day. I was sitting, obviously, with an Iowa ticket, but – I had my Cardinal and Gold on, and walking out of that building was was amazing. Now, I will say two years later when Seneca (laughs) brought us back, that was pretty cool, too. But I would say breaking that streak that first time and getting a chance to go, that's number one. I got to throw out. I did did travel whatever, 18 or 20 hours, whatever it was, to the Bull victory. I got stuck in Amarillo, Texas on the way down there with my family. Obviously was there for Jermaine Phillips' spot return for a touchdown. That's it. I mean, it's hard to pick one, brother. So I'm, I understand. I understand. We'll, we'll start there. Basketball, one that really burns in my head. This is one of my very, very first memories. My folks took us up, and we went to the uh, Metrodome for the uh, NCAA tournament game. And 
when Hornacek hit the shot. I mean, we were, I, I don't even know where we were at. We were in the upper deck in a corner. I, I mean, we were like, it felt like we were three miles away. I probably was about four or five at the time, but I just, that shot there, that was a, a very, very cool deal. And that kind of put me on my path to really being loving it. I, I will say this, this is just a funny side note. So we would, growing up, you know, Jeff Grayer, watching him, obviously Fred, but I had a little mini court in my basement. And any time we were on the road, they were playing at Nebraska, the old Big 8. I missed the old Big 8. And Iowa State scores or whatever, and Grayer gets a run-out dunk. I had my little mini court, and I'd go and do the same dunk in my basement on my little mini court hoop. So I've been a nut my whole life, John. I love Iowa State to death. You know that, getting to wear that Iowa State baseball uniform is something that I uh, that I'm proud of every single day. I have two degrees from Iowa State. My parents went there. My oldest sister, my brother went there. Their spouses went there. I'm always a cyclone. I, may, I named my first dog Blaze after Blaze Bryant. So, and, and that dog, even though it was a girl, lived uh, to be 19 years old. So she was pretty tough, and it's never going to change. It, it, it's never going to change, brother. So uh, I appreciate everything you do, and, and, and you're so awesome for Iowa State, and I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and say hello to your family for us, and good luck with the new opportunity. I know you'll make the most of it. Really excited for, for you to get that opportunity. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks, John.